Welcome to the Lowdown. Today's show, Oilers Bruins, is the best game you can name. There's nothing better. Uh, the game starts at 8.20 NHL time, so nine-ish, and it'll be done by midnight for sure. There's news today. Hampus Lindholm and Nuge, at least somewhat doubtful for tonight. And, and with Nuge, he wasn't even, like, when they were running lines. This is pretty wild. I don't know whether I like this or not. Lindholm, very good player. Nuge also, very good player. Sports1440.ca, iHeartRadio, Radio Player Canada, Apple and Spotify podcast. You can text or call us at 1-833-401-1440. On Twitter, at Low Tide, at Donovan Paulson and Declan Kruger. The lowdown is driven by Wolf GMC Buick on the corner of 184th Street and Stony Plain Road. Hurry in for financing as low as 0%, cash discounts, and more on remaining 2023 Sierra Half Tons, plus cash discounts on remaining GMC and Buick SUVs. WolfGMCBuick.com. On the show today, Bruce McCurdy from the Cult of Hockey, the Edmonton Journal, Scott McLaughlin from Odyssey Sports and WEEI Boston, and does a podcast, brilliant guy. He'll have the Bruins' point of view. With that, we say a hearty hello. I always say hi to Declan first. So today I'm going to say hi to Donovan first. Donovan, nice hairdo. Thank you very much. Uh, new, new, uh, new cut, new, new, new look, new me today. Well, and you're not wearing a hat. That's how much you love the hairdo. Exactly. No, this is, uh, I, I, I think I'm looking pretty good today. Pretty snazzy. I think all the ladies walking by will be admiring this cut. So well, Two ladies just walked by our window and gasped. By the they way, did. that's actually true. Yeah. That did I happen. saw one hyperventilating. Yeah. Fortunately, she had a, pla- <laughs> a, a, a brown bag, so it's it'll be fine. But that's quite the look you've got going. And Declan, you yes, combed sir. your hair, so I did. I did. I have a soccer game later today, and if I don't gel my hair early in the morning on soccer games, it gets a little wild. So I I went hatless today. Hair is all gelled down. I'm looking spiffy. Very American psycho. Of and me. women's off, women often complain that the men don't don't prepare or right. work on themselves, but you clearly do. Well, I'm very vain, right? right. Like I'm very very vain. So I need to be looking tip top shape What's every day. What's the difference between vain and very vain? Um. <sighs> Just a little, the extra 10 minutes in the morning, I okay. think, separates vein right. and very vein. Yeah. All right. One day we'll talk about varicose veins and what you can do. All right. <laughs> Nuge is doubtful. Fog, uh, Fogel is on the top line. Ryan McLeod on the second line. Those are big deals. We'll talk to Bruce McCurdy about those. Hampus Lindholm wasn't at practice this morning. We'll talk about that with Scott McLaughlin. These are big, these are major moves. And I wasn't going to mention the fact that I wrote an article at The Athletic today about a trade between these two teams, but the Lindholm injury really drives home what the Bruins are looking at. Greslick and Lindholm now and Forbert, they all have injury issues are all on the left side. People, I, I know people are always talking about the Bruins needing a center. I think there's a trade between these two teams that could happen. I wrote about it today in The Athletic. And one of the reasons is exactly what we're seeing today with Lindholm. He may play tonight. Still an issue. The lead story today for the Edmonton Autos, in my opinion, is a penalty kill. It's so bad the Bakersfield Condors can't do it anymore. There is an organizational-wide, or organization-wide, an organization-wide calamity. This is not good. Nobody can kill a damn penalty. You might as well just forfeit. When you take a penalty, just say, okay, they just give them one. It's not good for the Oilers. And every, every smart person tells me personnel doesn't matter. It's all about how you deploy, what you're doing, the fashion in which you're PKing. So let's go, Edmonton Oilers. This is a purely math issue, apparently, 
We'll find out tonight. They really do need some help on the PK. They are bleeding profusely, bleeding out, just like just like a, an artery cut. Why am I saying these things over and over again? It's bad on the PK. The other problem, the second period. We're going to talk to McCurdy about that. You know, usually in sports and kind of in life too, once you spot a trend, it goes away. I'll give you an example from the Edmonton Oilers 79-80 season. When Dave Hunter was a young Edmonton Oiler, he used to have this weird habit of taking a penalty either at the start of a period or at the very end of a period. And it became such an issue that Rod Phillips asked Glenn Sather about it one day. And he said, because, because Hunter had been benched, and Rod said, is this why he's being benched? And Sather said, yes, it's a discipline thing. This is not good. So whatever the problem in the second period is, whether it's line changes, whether it's staying out too long, whether it's whatever, the orders have got to figure it out because it's not everybody has a second period. Everybody. Everybody has the long change. This is not something you can say, yeah, well, they went and screwed over uh, the entire team in the second period because we had a long change and they didn't. That's not how it works. I don't know why. Well, anyway, I'm not going to say. I don't know why they can't just change benches during each period. So everybody's always got the local change. But let's not get crazy about this. Holman doing well. And Alberta came back. Did you hear about this, boys? Did you hear about what happened this morning at Scotty's? They were down like seven Cobb or something like that, and they came back and won. Outstanding for Alberta. We've got to get our friend over here. We've got to get Jackie Ray on the radio. Yes, here. we do. Absolutely. Yeah, let's, let's work on that. Um, she works in the building, so I think between should, the three of us, we'll be, be, able easy, to, yeah. be able to find her and book an appointment with her. She's probably on Gregor's show and carry us already. We probably look like fools. Like fools! Because we haven't asked yet. There's a Netflix special on the Expos. I know about it. You don't have to tweet it to me anymore. I will tell you honestly, I don't know if I'm going to watch it. That's the God's honest. Because it hurts. I am an orphan. I am a sports baseball orphan. I can cheer for Vladdy Guerrero. I was happy when the not Washington Nationals won. Um, if if um, Joe Hesketh makes a comeback or somebody becomes a manager, Louis Rivera or whomever, I will cheer for them. But it is no fun being an orphan. And, oh, by the way, I've joined a baseball league, one of those a roto f- league things. A fantasy baseball league, right? With Connor Howley. Uh, no, no, not that. This oh. is a different one. This is one with a bunch of people in it. Um, and um, I got to do stuff. <clears throat> so I'll keep you updated throughout the year. I don't know who they are. I don't think they're, they're a bunch of ne'er-do-wells. But, well, it sounds like you're really excited about well, it. Well, I totally am not. I've <laughs> got to figure out the categories, and they've given me a team. And here's the thing. It's a really good team. So if I lose, then it's my fault. Mm-hmm. Apparently, I get Otani. So you, you've inherited the team. <clears throat> yeah. Well, somebody got sick of these people, and right. then they don't tell me why. I've and got to figure it out for myself. This isn't fantasy baseball. I don't know what it is. Okay. It's something about baseball. There's eight categories. It's the AL, AL and NL. I think there's like 15 teams. And everybody is like just really crusty. Well, we're rooting for you. Yeah, I don't think you are. No, it sounds like it sounds like you're pretty excited. Well, about I'm this, not excited. And I know about you're going to do well. I'm not excited about it in any way. So I just want to let people know that if you find that I'm ill prepared or ranting about baseball more, those will be the reasons. R and H wasn't on the ice this morning. He's sick. This is uh, from Jason Greger. Seems unlikely to play. We'll go through the four lines. McDavid, Fogel, Hyman. Fogel gets the 
Fogel gets the push. You notice I write an article about trading Fogel right away. They put him on the top line. Unbelievable. Dry Seidel with Kane and McLeod. Holloway with Yanmark and Perry. Ryan with Gagne and Brown. Oh, my God. They're both playing. Is everybody happy now? Nuge had to get sick so Ryan and Brown could play. And Gagne. It's a Ec- small price to pay. Well, for really, eternal you know. Bliss. Ekholm, Bouchard, Nurse, CC, Kulak, Deharnay, Skinner, the goalie. You know, if the Oilers win tonight, I, I predict 111,000 tweets and 46 posts on my blog saying, see, we don't need Nuge. Mm. Trade his ass. That Nuge is like, he's like the Rodney Dangerfield of the Edmonton Oilers. When Hall and Eberle were here, he's like, well, he's good. But, and then McDavid and Drysaddle got here and they're like, well, he's okay. He's a hell of a hockey player, people. He's actually, he's, in, he's, like, he's like that WKRP episode where Dr. Johnny Fever gets drunker and drunker and his reflexes are better. Nuge is old now. He's over 30 and he's having his best years. Do you think Nuge career-wise has underachieved? For a number one overall pick, yes. Yes, okay. That's what I was going to ask because right. in my mind, you, two things can be true. He can be synonymous with Edmonton and he can be an important foundational piece, but he can also be an underachiever and I think both are true. Look, you did your hair. And now you're using the big words. I know. I'm feeling good. Where are you going? You know, like, where are you going with this? That was about it. That was the one. That was that. That last sentence was all I wanted to get off my chest. That kind of trying to one up the leaders of the band got Mick Taylor thrown out of the Rolling Stones. I just want you to know. All right. Well, I'll settle down. Playing your fancy guitar over there and making crazy sounds on tumbling dice. And there's going to be trouble, mister. I know. I know. I got to listen. I got to reel it back a little bit. I understand what I'm up against. Okay. So anything happened in the world that you're interested in, which is NBA, MMA, swimming, darts, highlight. You know, I'll tell you, darts is very cool. Like I'm watching see, it on TV because they're all drunk. Whenever I see clips of darts, it is an electric atmosphere. I got to go to a darts match in a these, real English I'm pub at one you, point. These people are gunned. The fans are gunned. The guy shooting the dart is gunned, and the host is gunned. You know what it is, and I'll get off this quickly because I know it's an Oilers game day. But darts is—it's just anyone you see who's a great darts competitor is just an everyman. He just looks like any old. Well, bloke. he's also unemployed. That's the thing. He's just a guy who looks like you and me throwing darts out there with ten thousand people behind him going crazy. It's an electric atmosphere. I got to go to one. Not too much happening. NBA is obviously no games today. All Star break is, uh, you know, was this past weekend. So they're they're going to get back into the sw- swing of things soon. Here, uh, not too much news in my world. Obviously, it's an Oilers game day. We're uh, we're happy to focus on that. And uh, what about yeah. you, hair boy Donovan? Anything going on? Okay, well, I guess I'm hair boy now. So, um, no, I mean, just excited for the Oilers game day. Excited to see what, what Warren Fogle can do up on this top line. And, and just excited to, to get the night of sports going here. The only corner Nuge rushed in was for a hoagie and big gulp. Well, that's, that's, a, that's a fat joke. Yeah, Nuge isn't Nuge, fat. That is the worst person you can make that about. He is not. A, he's Nuge not. is incredibly svelte. Also, I, I, I reiterate... Nuge is not fast, but his edges are so good. He's the he's the ultimate stop-start guy. If you want to know how to play the game, watch just you kids out there. Just watch Nuge. He never loops. He he's always he uh, the shortest distance between two points. I love him as a hockey player. He's so smart. And what he isn't is Connor McDavid. And you know who else? None of us are. 
Lotet, if I had to ask you expectations for the top three lines here tonight with some of the changes that have come into the lineup, mm-hmm. what would you say? Like Fogel specifically, what do you need to see from him? McLeod playing on dry's wing, what do you need to see from him? Yanmark playing uh, playing third line winger with Holloway as his center, what do you need to see from those guys for it to be a successful night? Warren Fogel, you know, he is a he's a he's an NHL middle six winger of note. He's having a really good year. I think in the prime of his career. There's a lot to like about him, but he's. His, his deficiency is recognizing danger in time. And it's not easy. I'm not saying it's, it's you know, easy to do. But he is, he, he's mobile. He, he's quick. He's got a good shot. He can score goals. He might score 20 one day. But right now he's in a sweet spot. He's playing with McDavid. I think he needs, he doesn't need to score, but the line needs to outscore against Boston. And he'll be playing against some really, really good players. So I think that, uh, what I expect Warren Fogle to do is be on that line at the end of the game. And that is a chore because the orders right now, the coaching staff is not going to hesitate in making any kind of a move. They're a little bit handcuffed too tonight, right? With no nudes. Like they can't really ever find a point to go to a dry sidle McDavid Hyman line just because of the lack of who's gonna run that second no, line. No, they can't. They yeah. gotta run they, they gotta to, run them They separate. have to go with what they have. Well, yeah. you know, I think what the coaching staff said was if we run Nuge, Hyman, and was it Kane on that other line? Was that that what it was? Yeah. Like they're like, Okay, these are three guys who are veterans and they know and they were okay. But now you're looking at like Everybody's complimentary except McDavid and and Drysidle. So as good as Hyman is, I think he loses something when he's not playing with McDavid. And Nuge, same. If he's not, he can play with Drysidle for sure, and he can play with McDavid. But if he's a third line center, you're just trying to suppress goals. McLeod, I mean, he plays with Leon, and he's a different player. Those guys are. Remember Gretzky? Maybe you don't, but <clears throat> Gretzky when he got here even in the WHA year, but certainly in the NHL years, they'd put Blair McDonald and Brett Callaghan with him, and they'd score goals, 25 or 40. And then when McDonald got traded to Vancouver, his career lasted about 11 minutes. So a guy like Fogle, he will never play with more talented people than he is right now. So he has to hang on to that job as tightly as he can and work that's just the way it is. So, I mean, that's what I'm hoping for for him because I like him as a player. All right. On the way, very busy show today. Looking forward to it. Scott McLaughlin is on the way. Uh, we're going to talk to him about the Boston Bruins. Uh, he's from Odyssey, the Skate Pod, and WEEI Radio. We'll have NHL rumors at, not, at 1240, Bruce McCurdy at 1, and then Duncan with Declan. It's the All-Star Break Edition where we talk about how many members of the 76ers are hurt, not playing, or mad at somebody. It's all on the way. Lowdown with Low Tide on Sports 1440. It's the Lowdown on Sports 1440 for Wolf GMC Buick. Check them out at wolfgmcbuick.com. Hanging around until 2 o'clock today when Jason Greger hits the radio. Scott McLaughlin joins us now from Odyssey, the Skate Pod, and WEEI Radio. Thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. So when they have, I know every time the Bruins win a Stanley Cup, they have the duck boats. Do they do they have to buy new ones each time, or do they just keep you know reconditioning them every summer to make sure they're ready just in case? No, they they just uh, keep them in rotation because those are actually 
uh, when they're not used for parades, they're used for tours around the city. Nice. Uh, so that, uh, you know, very, it's a very popular uh, tourist attraction um, for people visiting. So um, let's start with the injury. Hampus Lindholm uh, not on the ice for the AM skate. Uh, Bruins have a few. Uh, you know, some, some of the left side of defense, you know, has been is- issue for this year. Uh, Lindholm, I mean, it's not like he is for sure not playing, but that would be a pretty big loss. Yeah, and I think actually just a couple minutes ago, uh, Jim Montgomery told reporters there that Lindholm is considered week to week. Oh. No, no surgery needed. So, you know, not not ideal, obviously, but could have been worse if we were talking about something season ending. The the and because I'm a Bruins fan, so I've been sitting on this since it seemed like Noah Hannafin wasn't going to sign in Calgary. It just seems so obvious to me that Hannafin belongs in Boston, and yet I hear Tampa Bay as being a team that's going to you know, try for him. I understand where Boston is in terms of cap and in terms of assets or whatever, but he just seems like a perfect fit there. Maybe they'll sign him in free agency, but what do you think about the idea of Hannafin in Boston if it becomes necessary due to injury? Yeah, I think there's, there's a lot of people here who think that makes a lot of sense as well, obviously with uh, you know, him being from the Boston area, going to Boston College. Um, they've been linked to him for years, even going back to his draft year. That was the, it was the year the Bruins had the three first-round picks, and the, the reports at the time were that they were trying to trade up and, and targeting Hannafin in the top ten had they been able to get there. Um, so, yeah, it, it does make sense. The, the problem for the Bruins is, as he alluded to, they have so few assets. They only have one pick in the first two rounds of the next two drafts. They have a pretty shallow prospect pool. Uh, they have no cap space. So making trying to make that trade happen in season is going to be tough. You know, not impossible where there's a will, there's, there's always a way somehow, but it would be really difficult for them. So it probably would make more sense to look at him as a possibly an off-season target uh, if he gets to free agency. Um, but, yeah, in the meantime, it, you know, if he ends up with the Lightning, that's going to, you know, that could come back to – Hurt the Bruins for sure. Um, obviously, they have a, a glaring need there with Mikhail Sergachev done for the year. Scott McLaughlin joining us from Odyssey, the skate pod and WEEI radio. Wanted to ask you about, I remember in 2020 when he was drafted, Mason Lowry, uh, 58th overall. I didn't know a lot about him. I know Boston, you know, does do a good job at the draft table. But based on what we're seeing and certainly what the coach is saying, looks like they've got themselves a, a pretty good young player here in Mason Lowry. Yeah, he was a little bit of a late bloomer developmentally, and, and part of that was because he didn't switch to playing defense full-time until he was, I think, 16 years old. Um, so, yeah, he went he went undrafted. His first year was eligible. Uh, they found him in the second round. He had really outstanding uh, production in the USHL and then two really solid seasons at Ohio State and uh, has continued to develop. And when he when – he, First came up and made his NHL debut earlier this season. You you could see the flashes offensively uh, with his skating. Some of you know for a guy his size, his hands are pretty impressive. Um, you also saw some of the shortcomings. He got beat in his own zone quite a few times. Would misread plays on the rush. So you you could see where he had to improve. And they send him back down to Providence. And by all accounts, he has continued to improve down there. He's had a good stretch. Uh, recently and now obviously gets the 
they call back up with with Lindholm injured, and he'll be in the lineup tonight. Scott, the the, the Bruins are like they're they're four four and two in their last ten, and but they're 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 plus thirty nine in goal differential. They have seventy seven points in fifty six games. Uh, I guess you know maybe Florida is is a concern, but really there's there's nothing to totally worry about uh, with this team. They they're good. And they're, you know, they're going to have expectations once the playoffs hit. But they're also a team that you could see looking to improve. What for you are the main areas of improvement today that, that you, maybe you'd look for at the deadline in terms of procurement? Yeah, I think if they could shore up the left side of their defense, that is certainly one area. Uh, as you mentioned earlier, there's been a little bit of inconsistency there with Guys like Matt Grizzlick uh, having a bit of an up-and-down year. Derek Forbert has battled injuries and, and been somewhat inconsistent even when he's been in there. So if they could find a way to upgrade that, obviously, you know, Windholm being back at some point will, will be big for them. Um, but I think you'd like a little more stability there. And then the other area is up, up front, it really feels like they could use another top-nine forward. And going into the season, you would have – said center was a need and I, I'm not sure I think it could be a center or a wing at this point Charlie Coyle and Pavel Zaka have done a more than admirable admirable job Morgan Geeky has been a solid third line center so if the if the prices are cheaper on the wing I could see that but they've uh Jim Montgomery's been playing a little bit of a game of uh whack-a-mole with his lineup decisions where he'll he'll move a guy around to get one line going and then it kind of creates a hole somewhere else, and another line goes quiet. And you know, if you if you look at their lineup tonight, it looks like they're going to have Anthony Richard on the third line. And you know, he's he's an all effort player, and, and he works hard, and you have to give him credit. But you know, he's not really an ideal third liner on a, on a team that's trying to make a run for it. I, interesting that you say that. Uh, Sports fourteen forty. This is the lowdown with low tide. And uh, we're joined by Scott McLaughlin from Odyssey, the Skate Pod, and WEEI Radio. Because I, in in sort of breaking down the Bruins, I noticed that they do have a tendency to to run a, a, a line or an individual, a winger, for a time. And then if he cools off, they, they plot in somebody else. Uh, there was a period of time from late December through mid-January that it looked to me like Jake DeBrusque, I think he had 14 points and eight goals in 14 games. Looked like he was on a bit of a tear there. Quiet, quietened down since then, but his goal share is good. Seems to be, you know, on lines that are that are uh, playing responsibly. What? Where is DeBrusque right now? He's a local boy here, so we always ask about him. How is DeBrusque playing, and uh, do you see him as being a big part, possibly of the future, obviously needing to be re-signed? Yeah, he's he's in a really interesting spot. Obviously, it's you know not a good time for another slump offensively to hit. He's he's now gone nine games without a point, and I think I think he would like to get an extension done uh, before the trade deadline, just to kind of have that peace of mind. But if you're the Bruins, you got to decide. You know, he, he's always been a bit of a streaky player, and usually you still come out on the plus side when it's all said and done. But these these down swings can be. You know, they can be a little frustrating to deal with. Uh, the one thing, uh, you know, as you mentioned with his goal share, is he has, over the last couple of years, really improved his two-way game and his defensive play, and that's that's given his game a floor that wasn't there before. So you know he's at least not going to make mistakes. He's not going to actively hurt you, but the Bruins do need him to score, and 
you're right. There was a stretch where it looked like he had turned the corner and had gotten going, and now it's kind of swung back the other way. That there was some bad luck involved. He he went through a stretch where I think four or five games straight he had like three or four shots on goal. Every game he was getting chances and they weren't going in. And then uh, a little quieter his last game against Dallas. But yeah, it's a it's a really interesting spot for him and the Bruins heading to the trade deadline and, you know, deciding if, uh, you know, are they going to sign to an extension? Are they going to take it to the off season? Do they even consider trading him if they have their eyes on, you know, potential upgrades somewhere else? Um, it's it's going to be really interesting to see. So final question, and this is always my favorite part of sports because, especially this one, because of, of how far back Justin Brazo came from, he gets into the National Hockey League, scores a goal, has a big game. Clearly, uh, you know, he's going to be a, a, you know, a favorite of the fans because, you know, he, he just is a guy who his backstory is so strong. Uh, I love this. Uh, what do you think of Justin Brasso so far? Yeah, the, the, he's kind of exactly what the Bruins have needed, and he's right under their nose the whole time playing on an AHL contract in Providence, but... They, the Bruins have had a, a smaller fourth line much of the season. They've really been trying to find some sort of identity there. I think they always wanted more size if they could find it. And uh, they give Brazo a chance. He's he's had a strong season in the AHL. And he comes up and, like you said, scores his first game. He, he almost had a second. Uh, he had a, a great wraparound attempt. And it looked like he had Jay Gonger beat. And Andre made a great save stretching out his leg to the post. Um but yeah, he, he gets to the net front. He gets to those dirty areas. The the question, you know, as this continues on, is going to be: Is his skating good enough to to keep pace at the NHL level? That's always been the question with his game. So, um, but it is something he's worked on. He lost, I think, like twenty pounds uh, this past off season to try to get a little lighter on his feet. So uh, we'll see. But you're right; it is a great story. A kid who. You know, went undrafted. He spent three seasons bouncing between the AHL and the ECHL. And uh, last year was the first time he even spent a full season at the AHL level. Thanks for this. Appreciate it. Enjoy the game tonight. All right. Thanks for having me. All right. There you go. Scott McLaughlin from Odyssey, the Skate Pod, and WEEI Radio. The Bruins are, for me, one of the truly interesting teams in the National Hockey League. Pretty much from the time I was a kid when Bobby Orr was the big star there through to today, they've been a, a the same team. Playoff team, feared in the playoffs, don't always win. Obviously, they've only won three Stanley Cups since 1970, including the 70 Cup. But <clears throat> my goodness, what what a consistently excellent team. I feel like they're just at the tipping point with this veteran group. We'll call them now the Marchand group because uh, Patrice Bergeron is retired. But this year, and Mr. McLaughlin mentioned it in his convo with us, I said, man, they need a center and they need him now. And they've cobbled together. Now, they've had some help, obviously, at the top of the roster with the veterans. He mentioned Charlie Coyle. We talked about Pavel Zaka. But Morgan Geeky has has come in and, you know, he's mid-20s. He's played pretty darn well in that spot. They've had Poitras. John Beecher has played a little bit there. 
Boquist at times. It's not ideal. It isn't perfect. You want a guy. You want another Bergeron. Hell, you want another Krejci. But if the absence of alternatives clears the mind, and I think the Bruins have done pretty well. It's going to be a fun game tonight. Okay, on the way, hockey rumors. And the deadline approaches. And what about those Edmonton Oilers? What are they going to do? It's all coming up. This is the Lowdown with Low Tide on Sports 1440. It's the Lowdown on Sports 1440 for Wolf GMC Buick. They're available for you right now at wolfgmcbuick.com. Can you imagine singing that well? Like just being able to walk up to a microphone and just crack in the mic and that comes out. My goodness, can she sing? Like she has some she has some of the best vocals I've ever heard. Power, man. Oh my goodness, I'm telling you, it's her and Mariah. Those are the two uh two queen bees when it comes to just being incredible. I mean, I'm sure there are more, but well, I just throw Aretha in. I was gonna say Aretha as well, yeah. I remember when I Gladys Knight. One time I was watching WDIV Detroit and they were they were filming, this is in the Mm eighties, and Aretha hadn't had a hit in forever. And they said Aretha Franklin's at blah 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 filming a video. And they go down there, and I'm watching it. I think she was in a white dress. And you could hear her singing, Who's Zooming Who? And I'm like, oh, my God. She had such power in her voice, but Adele can really rock She it. can sing, man, yeah. I'm telling you. Can, if we had, a like, karaoke, yep. would you guys be in for that? Like, if we, you could choose your own song, of course, I'm be live on the radio, but you have to follow through. You can't just fake it. You can't, like, do a talk song. Like, I can't do Old Rivers and Me by Walter Brennan. you got to do the real stuff. No Johnny Cash. Well, Johnny sings. Ah, he kind of talks his way through it. But I, it's now. okay. Do we have to do the full song or just, like, one Well, until one people hit the buzzer. <laughs> okay. I'm here for it. Listen, whatever you say, whatever you say goes. So what I'm about you? I would 100% do it. But, uh, you know, it would be an interesting idea for, for a karaoke would be get Every single Sports 1440 employee here. Yes. We get them to sing, and we make it like a charity thing. Okay, like you know, we sell the record? We we sell the record. Okay. We, uh, we I don't know, the the highest what bid if, what wins. If we, and no, but what if we sold the record for $20 a copy, and if you gave us $40, we would not sell it to you? See... I don't, I don't know, but... Uh, it just seems counterintuitive to when it's a charitable endeavor l- to a, not sell it know. to someone for more money. Would but that's what like I'm it? saying is that, that we will not make you listen to it and <laughs> okay. pay us more. Okay, right? so you don't have to sit through it. I, I don't like explaining my jokes, boys. Why do I have to do this? We're too slow. We're not witty enough. We don't, I, we I'm don't not get explaining you. them right, clearly. That was a pretty obvious old-timey dad joke, and you didn't get it. Yeah, that one definitely went over my head. My goodness, I was watching there. Are you smoking there, the drapes when I'm not looking? Is that what's happening here? I'm certainly not. No, no, no. Maybe uh, it's the fumes smoking. from your hair gel. That's uh, yeah, not a bad guess. All right. Okay, it's time for rumors. And by the way, if you guys have heard any, even if it's just about staff members, just throw it in. It's the rumor segment, so whatever you want to do. Hampus Lindholm, out for the week, or out, sorry, week to week by the Boston Bruins. Fluto Shinzawa of The Athletic reporting that today. I'm, because I'm a, I watch the Bruins so much, I've been a little worried about left defense all year anyway. Greslick is not Greslick right now. Forbert is a veteran. He's 31, I think, got a lot of miles on it. He's been hurt in and out of the lineup. I wrote at The Athletic today about the idea of the Oilers trading Brett Kulak to the Bruins and using Forbert as the replacement and Broberg as kind of co- captains of the third line pairing third pairing and then the orders get a an upgrade on a winger um i don't know that that deal is going to happen 
But I think that the fact that Noah Hannafin is available from Boston and that the the Bruins might be highly aggressive in this situation if Lindholm's, you know, having a problem. Bruins are like, they're at the end of that. They're at that point, right, where you, you know, if Orr's hurt, you trade for Park, right? So I think I, I, I'm not saying it will happen, but Hannafin is such a perfect fit for the Bruins. Chicago Blackhawks uh, yesterday uh, placed Zach Sanford on waivers. He cleared. And Jacob McDonald cleared as well. San Jose had put him on the uh, waiver wire. Uh, forward Colin White has been placed on waivers by Pittsburgh. Kings have signed Jordan Spence to the AHL. I don't know if you paid any attention to last night's scores because the owners weren't playing, and sometimes, you know, you've got to... Maybe you're watching a rom-com with your favorite person. Maybe you didn't see it. But last night was interesting if you're an Oilers fan. Now, the Kings won, and they're coming on a little bit. I think they're a good team, and I think this matchup is going to be interesting um, coming up. Why, why cannot I get the scores from NHL.com? It's frozen. Do you want me to pull them up No, here? no, I've got okay. them here. Okay, so last night, the Canucks lost 3-1 to the Avalanche. The Golden Knights did not look good in losing 5-3 to the Predators. Now, the Kings won 5-1 against the Jackets, not a great team. So the two teams ahead of the Oilers lost, and the team behind the Oilers won last night. You, you want everybody to lose if you're an Oilers fan, but that's close to ideal. Here's why. And I'm, I'm just stating, I'm not saying it will happen. I'm saying we are now in the realm of possibility. Now, the Kings winning, the Oilers still have, they have one point more than the Kings and two games in hand. So they're not sitting pretty. LA's there. They still have to keep winning hockey games, but they're in a pretty good spot. The Oilers have gotten 14 points out of their last 10 games. The Kings have gotten 13 points. So they're still, they're not pulling away, but they're doing well there. Here's where the good news comes. With the loss by the Golden Knights, they have 11 points in the last 10 games to 14 to Edmonton. Edmonton's gained three. Edmonton is three points behind with four games in hand. Now, four is a lot. You're not going to win all of them, but let's say they go two and two even. They would be ahead of Vegas with 71 points after 56 games. Here's where it gets interesting. Because Vancouver's gone, right? They have 13 more points than Edmonton. They have 80 points. Edmonton has 67, but 13 points, and the Oilers have six games in hand. They won't win all six. Let's say they go four and two. They'd be at 75 points, five points out, still a lot, but the way Vancouver's playing, we can at least begin to have the thoughts about the big-time long-shot idea of the Edmonton Oilers winning the division. It is not as impossible as it seemed not that long ago. Back when Declan got his haircut, it seemed impossible. But now, maybe not so much. The Rangers have extended Johnny Brzezinski. He's an interesting character. Rangers are an interesting team right now. They, they're, they're doing things in a, a little different way, and I like it. They're signing their minor leaguers that they like to contracts, and they're, they're kind of indicating to everybody who's playing it with the Hartford Wolfpack, hey, you've got a chance here. 
And Brodzinski is, is, I mean, he's, he plays very well. He's 30 years old. He plays very well in the AHL. And he's a, he's a depth player in the NHL, but they signed him. Good for them. They've done it a little bit lately, and I think it's a good idea. Um, Matthew Rempe, by the way, I don't know if you saw him in the outdoor game. Six foot eight, two forty. Like he's he's a monster man, and he got a fight right off the hop. He got a five minute major for the Rangers, and he'll be wildly popular. It's like it's like Nick Fatio and another like foot added to Nick Fatio. That's how big he is. Hey, guys, where's the love for Bonnie Raitt? Much easier to listen to than Mariah Carey. Well, that wasn't Mariah Carey. I love Bonnie Raitt. She's one of my favorites. I seriously love Bonnie Raitt. I love Bonnie Raitt. I liked her. I bought Home Plate, which was from like 74. I was like 14 years old, and I bought it. Her version, no matter what, she's recorded it many times. Um uh, her her version of several songs are the best version of them. She did a Jerry Rafferty song right down the line. Great version of that song. Really good. I, I was on to Bonnie Raitt like 10 years before she started winning Grammy Awards. So I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to go ahead and lay claim to that. Something to talk about is a great song. I Can't Make You Love Me is one of the great songs. She did a version of Angel from Montgomery, the John Prine song. It, it will leave you breathless. That's how good it is. Nick of Time. Love her music. Now, I don't choose the music. Just so you know, I don't choose the music. Right now, Declan's not choosing the music. And I know because he keeps screaming Drake after every commercial. But well, it's Donovan right now is choosing the music. And we don't know. Donovan is like a loose cannon musically. I don't know what he's going to come up with. Well, listen, he had an app song going into the rumor segment. Rumor has it by Adele. I did that once as well. So credit yeah, to but him. We don't, We're on the we same don't, wavelength. We don't, we don't give you credit. We only give him credit. As it should be. And he played okay Boston more than a feeling when we were talking to Mr. McLaughlin. I love that song as well. Yeah. He's he's on top of it there. With uh... Speaking of, of um, speaking of McLaughlin, did you guys ever seen the McLaughlin group? See them on PBS? Okay, McLaughlin Group was this large white man with gigantic glasses, and he would spew verbal. And he would go, he'd say, issue one, problem in the Middle East, Freddie the Beetle Bomb. And then Freddie the Beetle Bomb would say, seven, he'd go, wrong, answer four. I would like that to become this show. I would like the McLaughlin group, only I would spit questions at you. How many goals will the owners score tonight? And you'd say, Declan, how many goals are the owners going to score tonight? Three. Wrong! Answer four! Like that. Okay. Uh, could we work on that? Maybe mock up a, an want, episode? You want that to be our dynamic? Well, I, 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 I liked his blowhardiness, and I think I can get there. So you'd be him in this situation? Oh, totally. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. That makes and sense. You yeah, guys would that. be the experts, mm-hmm. and, and uh, we, you know, he used to have some soft-spoken people on, and he would run right over them. I don't have any of that, so I would have to run right over you as you tried to run over me. But I think it would work. I'm all for it. Listen, anything to spice things up. I'm ready to go. Good day tonight. A low tide going to the game tonight. Haven't been to a game since before COVID. This is Gord Oil. 
hoping for a win. Please don't. I won't. I'm not going to say those two words, Gordoyle. I'm not going to say it. Because whenever I do, whoever I say it about, they lose. That was very respectful to Gordoyle, the restraint there. I'm sure he appreciates that. Yeah. Look up the Saturday Night Live version of the McLaughlin group with Dana Carvey as him. Hilarious and accurate. It was, it was wild television. It was. It was wild television. Only, you could only do it on PBS because the, that much yelling on a network would cause bedlam. LT, do you think Boston would go after Boone Jenner? I don't think anybody's going after Boone Jenner because as like the Columbus Blue Jackets have basically said he is not going anywhere. So like I sometimes feel that Oiler fans um, don't believe anything and that's okay because GMs sometimes lie. But I think this is not going to happen. I think Boone Jenner, Boone Jenner would be a great Oiler or a great Bruin. Be a great Oiler. I think you're more than likely right. I don't think they'll end up moving him after what we've heard. But I will say, everyone has a price tag. No one is unt- untouchable. And I know Boone Jenner's the captain there, but he is surely not untouchable. Anyone has a price tag. You put together the right package, anyone can be moved. They are too nervous to get your jokes. I assure you. I, I Now, you guys speak honestly. Am I the sort of human being that creates sort of uh, intimidation? A little bit, I would say. What? There's like a de- there's a desire that you don't want to upset you. I think is what it is, right? Because like I get mad and yell. Job. No, you kind of do this thing where you just mm, and then go back to whatever your <laughs> thought was, and that's when you're like, oh, I, I let low tide down, and you always feel bad about that. So wow. What, yeah. what about you? Do you feel any intimidation at all? Uh, truthfully, I just look at you and you scare me. So <laughs> quite honestly, uh, I'm terrified to disappoint and, and fail you. So I, I just want to want to. I agree. Yeah, it's it's the old thing. Like when your dad was like, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. And wow. That was way worse. That how it feels. That's how it feels with you. I never want to disappoint you. I had no idea that I had that kind of power. And now I now you're going to abuse it. it. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Well, we shouldn't have said know. anything. It's okay. I. I didn't need another beer. Will that work? <laughs> Have you ever had drinks before you hit the air? No, never. No. I don't recommend it. Um, it Nate, I may have once. Wow. So you're like you're like the 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 cutting edge and then a little more. Um, I was safe when I was on air at Nate. Um sorry to any of the uh Nate Profs wow. listening. I may have done it once. That was the wow. only time at Nate. I haven't done it here. Unprofessional. My goodness. Well, I, I, um, in fairness to me, I was staying up all night and okay. I was, I had not had drinks for many hours. Okay. No. Yeah. Try and justify it. I was still oh, crappy, okay. but I, you know, <laughs> not a big deal. Didn't do that. Um, low tide. If you love Bonnie Ray, you must give the, Tedeschi Trucks Band, Alyssa. I do. I don't know the name of them, but I have. They're very good. I like them a lot. Yeah. No. I. 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 I don't know how to say the name, but I like them. If that makes sense. Low tide. She's also a great slide guitar player. Totally. I, I'm. I'm. All, I love Bonnie Raitt. She does a. There's a live uh, thing with Lowell George. Uh, I think it's Can't Find My Way Back Home. That they sing together. So good. Big fan. David Savard, Jake Evans, Jonathan Kovacevic. The Habs possess three of the four puzzle pieces the orders require. Well, I don't think Savard's an upgrade on CC. I would, just my especially not at that price tag. I, yeah. I, I right. 100% agree. Well, look at us agreeing. Well, one more I want to ta- toss to you really quickly because we got a text in here just before break. What do you think about going after Pat Maroon? 
He'd be cheap, wouldn't have to give up too much, loved here and lots of experience. I don't think Pat Maroon does anything to improve this team personally. Well, I think they have, uh, they like, they are already big and tough in yes. Evander Kane. Uh, the fourth line can't get any slower. Like, they, if anything, they got to add some speed yeah. to it. I don't think he's needed. Maroon also does doesn't kill penalties, That's right? That's what I'm so. saying. Yeah. Like, what, what, what would be a real, realistic expectation of Pat Maroon being a forward on this team moving forward? I, massive injuries. Like, I, I don't, I just don't see it. Yeah. You know, no, little, I agree. I'm a little disappointed you came up with that question. Just, slower. I didn't come up with that question. Well, my goodness. That I, was, you know, we, that low, was on tides, the text low tides decided you came up with it. Disappointment. I, I'll come up with a way better question out of the break. You can, you can book that. Oh, I'm an ass. Okay, on the way, Bruce McCurdy from the Cult of Hockey, and we're talking Duncan. Yes, Duncan with Declan. Talking NBA at a 140 today. This is the Lowdown with Low Tide on Sports 1440.